Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take that well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn about the story behind the story. Now, this week is going to be a little bit more interesting because of the fact that we have a genuine dental hygienist on here. I'm so excited. Are you getting your teeth pulled? (sighs) Only if you go first. How's that? I don't need any more teeth pulled. Uh, (laughs) You know, I was going to be nice today. I really was. Really? Why? (laughs) I don't know. I really, I don't know. I I thought it'd be nice to have something a little bit different at the beginning, you know? Mm. Anyways, (laughs) she has created... (laughs) You're so bad. She has written a very interesting and very informative book called Dentistry for Dummies, How to Not Be Taken Advantage of in the Chair. Now, when I was going through this, I think honestly, to be honest, completely honest, which I try to be, um, I think everybody should have a copy of this in their house. Because there is so much information in here that I couldn't even get through it without thinking, oh, my gosh, I think I've been taken so many times. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. I the got very angry. I, yeah, I did, too. <laughs> I really did. I was like, class one, class two. Holy crap, class five. What the heck is all of this? <laughs> um, and then, of course, having all th- let's just say there's a lot of great information in here. Quite a and, bit. For someone who's actually um, read a lot of, you know, books for dummies, because <laughs> I'm here, um, I even we need to create one for, you know, podcasting for dummies if it's not written out yet. Um, Are you going to read it? I don't know. You tell me. I'm still trying to l- <laughs> learn how to read. Remember, um, I'm only three and a half years old. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you're old enough, you know the joke. Anyways, uh, no, the. the <laughs> The fact is, see, this is what I got to do with. This is what she has to do with, too. Um, the wonderful thing about this is that there is a lot of great information in here. And the way that it is written is so wonderful. It's easy to actually look at and understand, like, what her opinion is about this stuff, what's not. Because, and this is not somebody who's only been in the industry for a couple of years or anything like that. No, she's been in it for a little over 25 years. 25, ladies and gentlemen. So when you look at this, you have to realize and understand she knows what she's talking about. And this is a wonderful thing that a lot of people need to know. Because like I said, I have a buddy of mine who's an actual dentist uh, locally. Um and he's got a podcast called uh, Teeth Talk Podcast. And I wanted to actually, I was going to talk to him. Hi, Brandon. Uh, he's actually one that I was really going to push this to, too, because he loves to be that knowledgeable person and to give people stuff, to give all this information to people. So I'm definitely going to be pushing this towards him by far. So um, without further ado, I'm going to stop talking for a bit and let the wonderfully beautiful if you have not seen her picture she's very gorgeous very gorgeous she's fabulous simply You're fabulous it on too thick. am i <laughs> really uh, a little okay bit. yeah a little bit okay anyways uh ladies and gentlemen 
I give you the hygienist herself, the queen of hygienists, Heather Hall. Heather, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for that uh, very interesting intro. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for we, the insight. We, we, we try to be a little, at least interesting yeah. here on the show. I don't try. Um, Mac does. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I warned y'all. I I when we first got on here, I told you it was going to be like sitting on the on the porch, drinking some coffee or tea, and just being a conversation for everybody else. So you were warned. Oh, there you go. Well, Anyways. I was really glad to hear that you felt that the book was written in an easy to understand manner because um, I really wanted to speak to the average consumer. So many people, I mean, we're talking millions of people despise going to the dentist. I mean, hello, it's not normally something people enjoy doing. First off, I want you to please introduce yourself a little bit more. Tell some people a little bit about yourself. And that way we can just get to know you a little bit better. So I've been a dental hygienist for over 25 years. I um, have an all-natural oral care line that is completely chemical-free and also very effective. Um, I'm an author of two books. I do still practice dental hygiene. I'm a, a public speaker and a wife and a mom to beautiful twin girls. So that's kind of my background there. That's awesome, Heather. Can you tell us what was the inspiration for writing this particular book? Well, that is an excellent question. Um, being in the field for so many years, I would see patients just constantly getting bad dental work done. And, you know, you have to be careful as a professional. You can't sit there and badmouth, oh, well, this dentist was terrible or whatever. But um, people literally have no idea when they go into a dental office, if they're being told you have a cavity, they're just trusting that dental professional because, I mean, you know, they have the white coat on, they've got the degrees behind their name. So you're conditioned to just kind of honestly do as you're told with what your doctor says, what your dentist says. But there is so much bad dentistry out there. And I really just want people to take more control over that aspect of their life. I want to teach them what good dentistry looks like, what bad dentistry looks like before they get a crown permanently cemented on. I have pictures of don't let them cement this crown on if this is what the margin looks like. And I teach them the teeth numbers and dental codes. And I, I just try to keep it very easy to understand. So that way it's a handbook, you know, that can give you some control when you're sitting in that chair. You don't necessarily have to make a decision right then and there. You can have some time to research it, which I always encourage people, you know, even get a second opinion because dentistry is very, very expensive and most people hate going to the dentist. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad you said all that stuff because that was going to lead me into my uh, my question in regards to to the book is that, like I said before, this is a very informative, easy to read handbook. Um, and that's really good because. I'm not that very bright sometimes. We'll just put it that way. Um, but I thought it was interesting because of the fact that you actually put the dental codes in the book as well. And that is something that, you know, for someone who is actually looking at the billing mm -hmm. and figuring out, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And if I can actually look at it like, oh, wait a minute, that's, I already know that's not going to go through the insurance. So why did you guys put that? 
Right. And and it, these are the things that we really do need to to have. And you know, a lot of the things I wanted to ask you because there's there's a variety of things. I've got so many questions, so many questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things was, can you tell me the difference between um, the the difference on your uh, on your fillings? Um, because you said on here that always make sure that it's composite and resin, composite or resin, and not amalg- uh, amalgam. 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 Mm-hmm. What is the difference between those? Okay, so back in the day, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, standard of care was an amalgam filling, which they called silver filling. But honestly, by weight, it's over 50% mercury. So, you know, what I don't understand is how is it, you remember the thermometers mm-hmm. that we grew up with, right? That had, you know, you had to shake and it was mercury in there that gave the reading. Well, if a thermometer broke in a hospital, on the floor, they'd have to call the hazmat team to come in and clean it up. So please explain to me how hazmat needs to come in to clean up a little bit of mercury from a thermometer in a hospital, and yet we're putting something over 50% mercury inside people's mouths. So every time you eat um, anything hot, anything cold, it's constantly contracting, expanding, and releasing vapors. Okay, so they have not really been using amalgam fillings in many, many years, which is a great thing. But now we're, we're trying to get rid of, you know, the people that grew up and had all of these huge fillings in their mouth are now breaking mm-hmm. down and they're getting replaced. Well, when they're replacing those fillings or even having to do a crown, guess what? You're drilling on that, that mercury. So now what you're doing is you're, putting that into a vapor form and you're exposing yourself so much more. That's why yeah. I try to teach people, look, you know, if you can go the biological dentist route, that is ideal. There are so many people that have a lot of symptoms of mercury toxicity, the heavy metals, and they don't even know it because there's this huge disconnect between Western, you know, medicine, your medical doctor, and and even um, in dentistry, it's like teeth for some reason are looked at as a different compartment, but your body doesn't have a fence in it, right? So if you've got disease or you've got something going on in your mouth, you got one tube, it starts here and it goes all the way out you. So why are we not making connections? Why are we not asking, you know, why aren't medical doctors asking, well, do you have a lot of mercury fillings in your mouth? Maybe they're having signs of heavy metal toxicity. So you do need to be really careful because if you're planning on getting these fillings removed, you are exposing yourself to way more mercury at that time. So I would highly recommend that you go to a biological dentist that has the proper setup so you're not exposing yourself greatly. Now I understand with finances, I mean, it can be really, really pricey. So I do give some options in my book. Like if you just do not have the funds to go this route, then I try and tell you, okay, well, if you're going to go with a regular dentist, here's some things that you can do to try and detox yourself before, during, and after. Um, So again, that is in the book that I just try and teach people, but ideally you would want to go to a biological dentist to have those mercury fillings removed because they don't, they don't really put those in anymore. So that's pretty interesting. I I had to stop at this section that you wrote about crowns mm-hmm. because it had three and each one of those mm-hmm. teeth had to be pulled. Mm-hmm. So 
and I've got a child now who needs braces. So like all these things are, are, are starting to make me wonder, um, you know, I wish I'd had this book years ago, first of all, mm. and I want to take this with me when she goes to get her next oh. checkup and, yes. and say to them, Hey, this is, this is what it says. Um, do you recommend this for my daughter? She's 10 and she's, she's autistic. And I hadn't yet printed it out, but I wanted to get you know, your opinion on whether or not I can share this with her or I should share this with her. Cause she's very, she's very intelligent mm-hmm. and she very. can process this information. <laughs> However, it's once we're there that she starts to get the, the breakdown. She's like, Oh my God, we're, we're actually mm-hmm. going to sit in that chair now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered what your recommendations were for that because I could see fillings coming. I could see uh, braces coming for her and God forbid in the future, a crown. Well, I do try and teach people ways that you can try and prevent these things from even happening. So understanding how you can get a cavity, you know, there, there's always a root cause to something and it's not always just the brushing and flossing. It is what you're putting into your body. You know, I mean, if you're, for instance, one soda, okay, soda has a pH between what, 2.5 and 3.5. So drinking one soda will make your pH of your body become acidic for three days before it can come back to a natural seven. So that's with one soda. So if your body is constantly in a state of acidity, which I guess a lot of this processed food stuff that drops our, our pH, not drinking enough water, not having enough greens, because greens is what is really alkalining to you, and you're constantly in a state of acidity, I mean, think about what that's doing to your organs. Like if you had a zipper from here to here and you open up yourself and put your organs in a vat of, of acid. We don't want to see that. We definitely don't want to see gonna, that. Right. Disease is going to come in. So decay is a disease just as much as anything else. So there's a root cause. So, you know, I would encourage you to um, look at supplementation because a lot of times we're not getting the nutrients we need, even if we're eating a clean, organic diet. There's still all kinds of chemicals. Our, our soil is still so depleted. So making sure that, you know, your daughter gets the right amount of vitamin D um, cod liver oil, um, things like grass fed butter get the things that have phosphorus in it, which are your organ meats and stuff like that. So nutrition is key. And then if she is able like dexterity wise to do her own cleaning, you want to be, um, kind of coaching her and what it is that she needs to be doing, which I have YouTube videos on how to do this stuff, how to use the water, pick, how to floss, how to brush, because honestly, I didn't even know the right way to brush or floss my teeth till I got into dental hygiene school. No one had ever showed me. And I've gone to the dentist every six months of my whole life. So how come no one ever showed me to do this correctly? So most people, when I say floss, they think they're flossing, but they're not flossing. And they're using the little cheaters. And so they think they're going through the motion, but they're actually not doing themselves a service. So I teach you how to floss. So again, home care, that is also very important. Watching the acids, because if your saliva drops below 5.5, that's when decay can come in. So you want to be raising that pH. How do you do that? With alkalining things like my products are very, very alkalining to the mouth. Xylitol, xylitol-based gum like Spry keeping the mouth moist because actually the number one cause of decay is really a dry mouth, which we are seeing mask mouth like all the time right now because people are breathing in that recycled air and it's causing huge issues. Um, But, you know, it is a combination of things. So when you can just start tweaking, you know, the diet, the home care, um, you know, 
good dental visits, making them fun, maybe taking her to a pediatric dentist that specializes in that because I would not take her to just a general dentist. You do want someone that is geared towards kids that have, you know, any kind of a behavioral issue or, um, you know, any kind of a medical issue because they make it more fun. Their office is decorated Mm -hmm. nicer. They have video games or, you know, it's just more kid friendly. So I'd recommend taking her to the right doctor as well. I want that for my doctor. I can sit down and play a video game. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to that doctor. Come on now. Don't even say it. You would do the same thing. Don't even. Anyways, no, I'm I'm glad you actually said all that because it was interesting, especially when you were talking about the a biological dentist. What is what is that? What does that mean? So you're not going to really find, like, you can't go to school and get that as an accreditation, but you can take different classes through holistic places that will give you an accreditation. Um, And it's basically extra hours of understanding and learning root causes and looking at the body as a whole, not just, again, this compartment as if it's not related to anything else. Um, you know, and, and two, let me just say this with women, we tend to have more of an allergic response to nickel, but how many times does your dentist ever ask you if you have a nickel allergy? Because if you get an implant, guess what that implant contains? It contains nickel. So you are more than likely going to have a failed implant if you have a nickel allergy, but that isn't even something that is asked. So this is why I talk about this in my book, because you need to know if you have a nickel allergy, which I'm not into titanium implants anyways, but you should never have anything inserted into your jawbone that has nickel if you have an allergy. I mean, that's just, it's terrible. It's going to fail. Wow. That's, that's a lot. That mm-hmm. is a lot because, you know, you're right because you're not going to be able to, you're just sitting there and just allowing someone who you believe to have all the credits that they need the credibilities that they need the the degrees the knowledge the Mm -hmm. experience to actually work on your mouth that's right because that's something that we have been prone to trust to say you trust your doctors right trust your dentist because they've went to school they know what they're talking about they know what they're doing and you know having those points where like okay, wait a minute, what's going on? Why aren't you telling me this stuff? And in biological dentistry, they'll never recommend a root canal. They won't recommend fluoride. They're going to remove your silver mercury fillings in a correct manner, protecting you in the meantime. So they're Mm -hmm. just going to take a more holistic approach to your, your body and whatever the underlying root cause is that's what they're trying to determine. Um, so there's different testing that they can do that, again, just is not in your mainstream um, dental office. So just, and they're really not too many of them. I mean, in Clearwater, I live in Tampa, there are a handful, but there's like none in the Tampa Bay area. So, you know, you'd have to drive about an hour away to go see one. Their fees are always more money. They usually don't accept insurance because they're out of network, you know, so I get it. I mean, I spent, my husband and I, we spent over a thousand dollars in getting his uh, root canal tooth removed because that was the source of why his um, gland 
kept blowing up for about a year, you know, when they went in there and they removed it properly, it looked like black oil was down in his socket and so they immediately sent him to get an IV to clean out his blood supply. And thank God that that gland never blew up again. And so now he has a bridge. So there isn't a space there. It looks totally normal. But, um, you know, how many people have root canals? I mean, you know, hello. Right. So, but that's because what happens is when you go in and you get a, say you get a filling done mm-hmm. and then you start complaining to your dentist, man, you know, my tooth is now becoming hot sensitive. It's really bothering me immediately. You need to go see the endodontist. They send you to the endodontist. They go in, they do a root canal, send you back to the dentist to get a crown put on it. So what people don't realize is your tooth is alive. So what happens is when they do a root canal, they're removing the blood supply of that tooth. So now your tooth is a dead tooth. Okay. How they sterilize that tooth, which I do talk about in my book is they, they squirt bleach in there. Okay. So you, they squirt bleach inside there that only kills maybe 44% of the bacteria because it's impossible, impossible to remove all of that bacteria. There's no blood supply. It's in your bone. And you've got what over 75 different accessory canals that impossible to remove that, that infection. So every time you're chewing, You know, it's always there. And think about how close it is to your carotid artery, your brain. And if if it lasts eight years, they consider that to be a successful root canal. Well, what's going to happen? It's probably going to fail. It fails so much of the time. They're going to give you a referral, go back to the endodontist, get it retreated. And then it's going to fracture and then you're going to have the tooth pulled. Okay, so that's why I say don't even bother putting that load on your body with having something dead inside of your body because it's just not healthy. Remove the tooth properly, which again, a biological dentist will do because they also remove the periodontal ligament, which is about a millimeter around the tooth. So you'd want to have it removed properly and you, and you have options. I mean, this is what I try and tell people, look, you're not going to walk around like one tooth willy. You do have options. And I try and teach you, you know, here's some things that you can do based on your budget. You know, um, whether it be a bridge, whether it be a zirconia implant, you know, that a partial, something that's removable, you can replace that missing tooth. You don't have to be talked into doing a root canal and a crown because honestly, it's probably going to fail at some point and it's just not healthy. And uh, of course, if you're part of the military like I was, it's not even going to last that long. Right. Um, <laughs> and we don't even do crowns in the military. I have, I mean, the biggest fillings I've ever seen in my life have come out of the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they don't last very long and they look nasty too. Yeah. Um, no, the reason why I was bringing it up is because in in your chapter for uh, dental x-rays, necessary or unnecessary, you know, one, you actually have on there some actual x-rays of you know, good fillings and bad fillings. And when I'm looking at them, like, my God, how did that person actually get their license? Mm -hmm. Um, And how long have they been doing it? Um, Because honestly, these are things that we actually do find. If you look at old Mm x-rays, there are some that are really good. They're clean. No worries. And then there are some like, what just happened? Right. Like they, they went in there like they were just digging a hole and just decided to just to fill it in with at least something yeah. to make it feel better. And then all of a sudden you walk away, your mouth is still hurting no matter what. Or when um, you try to floss, you're snagging. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah, because that's something I definitely I noticed too. Is like when you had you said on there too, uh, what was it called? An an overcut, an overlay. I can't remember. um, Overhang. That's right. Overhang. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've had some of those before in Mm -hmm. my in my life, and I just thought it was part of what was happening, and obviously it turned out that it was just bad dentistry. Exactly. I want to talk about one more thing real quick, and then I'll let Marcella obviously get her two cents in here too. Um, is the uh, the truth about fluoride and sealants? Now, for me, you know, sealants are it, it's a very this is controversial in my household mm-hmm. uh, about the sealants, um, and one of the things that I really was interested about it was that. Obviously, you even said that it's, it's a hugely debated, uh, debated topic involved mm-hmm. in that. And when when you actually have a sealant, you the sealant that you had in here, what was it? Sodium fluoride, fine powder, and you even have you even have the the actual picture of it in there, yeah. of like on the Amazon and everything. So, what is the what is that? What is the debate about you know, okay, so when, within the industry itself? With sealants, it's a BPA plastic. So I, you know, I always, I just want the parent to make an informed decision because sometimes that child needs a sealant, but mm-hmm. no, it is a BPA plastic. Other people are like, you know what? I don't want any endocrine disruptors in my child. My child is medically compromised. They don't need any, any additional toxins. I'm going to choose to not put the sealant in. I, I want the parent to be able to make an informed decision. My children have sealants. Um, you know, I do sealants all the time, but it may not be for everyone because it is a BPA plastic. Keep that in mind. You right. know, um, with fluoride, fluoride is a labeled poison. It is also a drug and it's labeled as a drug. So how can we possibly know how much our children consume, how much we consume on a daily basis without knowing, you know, what's safe? I mean, my gosh, if you were to have a two-year-old have, eat like a tube of toothpaste, well, it would kill a nine-year-old child, a normal size, kill a nine-year-old child. I mean, so your mouth is the most vascular part of your whole body. Fluoride is a label poison. It does. There's scientific research out there, at least 44 different articles talking about the problem it creates inside the brain. It reduces your IQ. A lot of people don't know that sodium fluoride is in Prozac. Um, <laughs> it affects your brain. OK, to say that, oh, you know, that's that's conspiracy. No, it's not. It's in Prozac. I mean, that's what it's designed to do. So it affects your brain. It makes you docile. OK, that's why it was used in World War Two in the concentration camps. It makes you docile. Why is it in our public water? Absolutely no regulation as far as how much you're consuming in a day. Um, it's in teas. It's in medicine. It's in different antibiotics. Um, so we are being inundated with fluoride. So when people come in and they get all these cavities and they're saying, oh, you need more fluoride. That is absolutely not true. You don't need more fluoride. You know, you have other options. I just think if you follow the money trail, Who's profiting from this? Because 
the, the fluoride that's dumped into our water supply, if it wasn't dumped into our water supply, would be labeled hazardous waste. So do you think that they want to label and go through all the hassle of disposing of hazardous waste because of the cost? No. So let's call it a uh, supplement, which it's not. And, you know, it's a halogen for Pete's sake. And there's just absolutely no reason why you would need to have this. But people are conditioned into thinking, oh, well, if I don't have it, my kid is going to get cavities, their teeth are going to be weak, baloney. Okay, so I even have my, my new line of products contains nanohydroxyapatite, which your teeth are made of hydroxyapatite. So this product is bioidentical. That means it's like the same. So it actually is clinically and scientifically proven to be more effective than fluoride. It's non-toxic. Why not use something non-toxic that's more effective that's been Japan's gold standard since the 80s that NASA has been using to help remineralize their astronauts with, with bone loss? You know, why aren't we using something that is, you know, good for us as opposed to something toxic to us, you know? Man, uh, that that's a lot. That's a, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to lie. That's that's a whole lot because I remember, you know, in third grade back in the '80s and early '90s, where we were just taking fluoride every single day. The Swish program and the Swish program. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Intense. Yeah. But the label, it was actually introduced, if you go back and you look at the original patent for fluoride, it's a patent for pesticide. Um, so, you know, I personally don't want to have chemicals in my body. That's my choice. I don't want to put them on my skin. I don't want to eat them. And, you know, I don't want them in my oral care products. So I think, again, giving people the information, it's its your choice. Like if you read all the information on fluoride and you still feel like, you know what, I feel like this is okay with me, I'm still gonna do it. At least you've made an informed decision. But I think people need to be informed because I don't think that they are aware. They're just conditioned. I mean, hello, all of our commercials, look at Crest since 1955 has been, you know, commercializing fluoride and it's antiquated. We've got better things out there nowadays, you know, and it doesn't need to be used. So why try and use something toxic when you have more natural options available? And I think people are kind of waking up to that nowadays. They are wanting more clean and green products, you know, in your everyday grocery store. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to find mine there someday too. <laughs> well, I have to, I have to say, Heather, I'm, I'm so glad that I called you and that we're having you here today because I think we really all needed to hear this. And I can't wait to share this with everyone I know who has had dental issues and who could potentially have them. Um, but I wanted to ask you a question about the writing process in general. It's something I, I ask everyone and most people get the reference. Some people don't. But what was your writing kryptonite? What is your writing kryptonite? You know, honestly, it wasn't hard at all. I don't know. <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> I It just, nothing was hard about it to me. Um, it, honestly, it just came so, so easily. It, did, it didn't feel like there was any, anything in it that was difficult or um, that I had to overcome. It was, uh, it just kind of flowed, to be honest. I think that's the first time we've ever had that answer. 
<laughs> that is definitely the first time we've ever had that I'm, answer I'm at sorry. all. No, that's good. No, it was great. That's yeah, fine. No, that's fine. You're good. I think it's not a book that is like um, a fiction, you know, I think maybe if it were something fictional and you had to come up with like characters and do the research as to, you know, the time frame or, you know, the period it was written in or something that could definitely be challenging. But when you're writing something based on your experience and your knowledge, um, it's just, it's kind of different. It's just, you know, it, to me, it was just really easy. All right, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you for that. Like I said, that's that's a that's a new one. I like that. So, uh, <laughs> my last question is going to be: Is there a quote that inspires you to keep writing or to keep doing what you're doing that could probably help someone else? Um, honestly, I would say it's a Bible verse that talks about a righteous man may fall down seven times, but he gets back up again. You know, it's you're going to have failures. I, we all fail, but it's how you handle that failure. Are you going to let it keep you down or are you going to say, what can I learn from this? How can I do this better and keep going? And I think too, the same thing, I mean, that's with being an entrepreneur, you know, I've faced so many things and trying to get products into manufacturing and, and just the headache. I mean, had I known now, what I what I was launching to do, I don't know if I ever would have gone down this road. It's so challenging. And there isn't like a manual that you can just go to. It's it's the school of hard knocks. And I, I have failed so many times along the way. But each time I have learned from it and, you know, hopefully we'll just continue to get better. Hopefully the business will continue to grow and I can hopefully inspire people. That is well said, well said, well said. Uh, Marcella, did you have any other questions for our, our lovely guest today? No, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with all the information that I can't wait to go back and reread <laughs> and to pick yeah. another, another time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to thank our guest, Miss Heather Paul, for giving us all that wonderful information today that Honestly, a lot of people need. And so you all need to go out and buy Dentistry for Dummies, how to not be taken advantage of in the chair. Heather, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. The floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you'll be participating in, and anything else you would like to close the show with. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, well, well, February is actually National Children Dental Health Month. So um, I put a blog out this month. I'm going to be teaching a seminar for the local people in, in Tampa, Florida, um, February 24th at 630 at Abby's Health and Nutrition. So I will be teaching a seminar there. Um, my products can be found on my website, simplysilvermouthwash.com. Um, you can find my books there. All of my products are available there. I am coming out with my um, nano hydroxy appetite toothpaste, hopefully very, very soon. Um, I'm out of stock on a lot of products just because we've um, moved manufacturers, but hopefully, um, you know, just stick with me and, and I'll have more stuff available soon. But uh, I would say my number one advice to people would be only floss the teeth that you want to keep because that's how important it is. Probably the best advice I've heard. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. That is definitely something I really like. So, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Heather, for being on here. It was, it was so the opportunity. 
It was so fun having you on here. We appreciate that. Hang on for a minute and we'll be right back to you. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. I, I don't know about you, but that was, that was definitely something interesting. That's for sure. That was a lot. I need to go get my teeth cleaned. Yeah. I, I think I need to ask my, my dentist a lot more questions too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I told him I'm and, this out. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I don't care what y'all said. This is what she That's said, right. and I got, I got proof. I got, I got the government behind me on this stuff too. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's something that you know. This is why I keep saying it's like there's a reason why we have the show, and just like she said, yeah, this is the month for for high dental hygiene you know it, especially for children because mm-hmm. again we wanted to keep those smiles keep going every day i i i have seen my kid even with his two front teeth taken out right now they both dropped out i don't know how that they did uh it's like one and then all of a sudden like not even a couple days later the other one pops out i'm like how did you lose all that i ate it i ate a, a banana how in the world can a banana? Okay, never mind. I'm not even going for it. But every time I see a smile, it makes me laugh. So the, it's definitely fun that we we had Heather on here. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, this is this has been so so in, in uh, yeah informative. Yeah. Definitely been informative. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to uh, to follow us. Continue to listen. Uh, we will be doing this again and again and again we love to hear your feedback we love to uh hear all the things that you are doing with these authors please follow heather find her on online find her office i mean just go 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 because i mean if we're going to support our authors we might as well understand we got to support their businesses too that's right and as an entrepreneur you know, both me and Marcella, as voice actors, we're still entrepreneurs as well. So mm-hmm. we're always trying to get our voice out there, too. You know, and, you know, please find us, too, because yeah, we love <laughs> to tell stories. Um, I'm I'm going to be that one guy. You know, I'm going to use my platform to at least say at least something once about my own business as well. So, but please follow us. We love you guys. Uh, just remember that we're not doing the live shows anymore, or at least not for a while. Not for now. Not, not for now. Yeah, it's not, it's not by, it's just later um, mm-hmm. for those special occasions, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, like I said, we're always going to have new episodes up every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please find us, please join us. You can go to our website, uh, beyondthepenpodcast.com. Leave a review, go on to Apple or Spotify or whatever you're listening to this right now on. Leave a review, give us feedback. We need as much information from you guys as possible. We want to continue to bring on great authors. If you have someone very uh, that you wanted to hear on here, please let us know. We'll do the best that we can to get them on the show. Um, but by all means, please just let us know what's going on because we love to hear from our community. We love the feedback. We do. We absolutely do. And uh, probably, I don't know, maybe next week or the week after, um, we'll have a new intro to this. Uh, we actually recorded something last night. It was pretty funny. 
and uh, we are definitely going to have fun with that a little bit later. Um, but please, uh, just remember to tell us what you want to do, and what what kind of authors you want us to have on here, and uh, enjoy just sharing the heck out of this show. So again, until next time, folks, remember to keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Bye, everybody. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.